Welcome to the Vital Goddess Podcast, where we explore an empowering and sexy reframe on midlife, menopause, and beyond. I'm your host, Diane Shepard, certified holistic sexuality coach with a specialty in the Taoist jade egg practice and a passion for lifelong vitality. I call midlife and menopause the passion portal, an initiation into the most vital, creative, and sexiest chapter of a woman's life if we choose it. And we have a lot more agency than we've been led to believe. You see, from the Taoist perspective, your sexual energy, also known as your libido, is not just about sex, it's the foundation of everything. Your mental and physical health, your creativity, and so much more. It's your personal holy grail, your personal wellspring of vitality. And midlife is the perfect time to tap into it. I offer a mind, body, spirit, and trauma-informed perspective on Taoist and Tantric practices that support you in reclaiming your pleasure, unleashing your inner goddess, and aligning with your true desires so that you can rebirth your life and rock your third chapter like a queen. If you're done feeling like you're being put out to pasture, you are in the right place. I have a hunch that you're just getting started. The best is yet to come. You see, we're in the midst of a renaissance here. A new way of being human on the planet is emerging and reclaiming our sensuality has everything to do with it. I believe that turned on seasoned women will lead the way in creating a new world where everyone gets to thrive. These are no ordinary times and you, my friend, are no ordinary woman. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Hello there. Welcome back to the show. If you've been here before, it is always such an honor and a privilege to have you here. So welcome back. And if you are brand new to the show, brand new to my podcast, maybe brand new to my world, big welcome to you. I'm so thrilled you're here checking this out. And I hope you find something here for you, something supportive useful, maybe even inspiring, who knows. But I am super excited to share this episode with you this week. I have an incredible guest, Dr. Jen Harrington. She's a naturopathic doctor based in Sydney, Australia, and she specializes in menopausal health for women, supporting women through perimenopause and menopause and beyond. She's the creator of an online clinic, um, Menopause Natural Solutions, and has a wonderful podcast by the same name. We'll make sure we have all the links for the things in the show notes. And she's also the author of a really incredible book, Invisible to Invincible, which is all about this incredible, empowering, if we choose it, transition, right, Jen, into um, menopause in the third chapter of life. So welcome to the Vital Goddess Podcast, Jen. I'm so happy to be here, Diane. Thank you for the invitation. Ah, yeah, it's it's so great to have you. It's been on my my bucket list for quite some time. And I don't know, I guess what we could start, there's so many different directions I can go in a conversation with you. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just love your work and it's just um, so much great information that you're providing for women. But maybe we could start Thank with you. just a real short and sweet on how you got into natural medicine, naturopathic medicine. Sure. So I started off life in working in television, but I was suffering with polycystic ovarian syndrome. 
So this would cause me stabbing pain that will drop me to the floor. And it's not really much of a life when you're in pain every month. And it's not just a day, it's multiple days over the month, had irregular periods. So I went, you know what, there's got to be a different way. And I went off and saw my local primary care doctor who gave me the oral contraceptive pill. And yes, it did regulate my periods and it did take away my pain, but it also changed my personality and changed my moods. Now, that I wasn't happy with. So I went looking for another plan and I went and saw a local naturopath who put me on a treatment plan. And guess what? My pain went, my moods stayed the same. Well, actually, my moods improved. I found that I had so much more energy and happiness and vitality, and it impacted my life so much that I left television, retrained to become a naturopath. Now, my my journey in naturopathy did really start with other reproductive conditions. So women like myself who had polycystic ovarian disease, um, Mm I'm sorry, syndrome, not a disease, Right. <laughs> endometriosis, fibroids, these kind of conditions, they naturally moved into fertility. But then as I got older and my patients got older, we all sort of moved through perimenopause together. Mm. So it was a natural transition um, with yeah. my personal health and also with my career and my clinic. Wow, that's beautiful. Really powerful story. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, right. There's... um. I think there's so much lacking in terms of what's available quite often for women as we're facing different challenges through different periods of our life and stages of our lives. And I just love that you took that that wisdom of your own experience and really trans translated it into this this beautiful service to really support other women. So yeah, thank you for that. I do find that is you're absolutely right that a lot of women don't realize what other options are out there. Mm-hmm. So you'll find on my podcast, I interview acupuncturists and yoga yeah. instructors and personal trainers, homeopaths, all different modalities, just to inform women, you have other options. This is your life. This is your journey. This is your health. You get to choose your own adventure. Yeah. I love that word adventure too. That's so empowering, <laughs> you know? And, and life, life can be. If, if you yeah. choose it to be yeah. an adventure, it certainly can be. Oh, yes. So, yeah, maybe we could say a few words about mindset, just the mindset of how we're coming about our relationship to our body and our health. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for expectations. Mm. If you expect to have a poor final stage of life, you're going to get it. If you expect to have a wonderful, glorious time, like I really see, like even when we're talking about menopause and postmenopause, when I'm looking at the postmenopausal woman I'm working with, most of them are so full of joy. They're so mm. cheeky that um, <laughs> I really, it's an absolute joy to work with them because they don't really care what people think anymore. They just become <laughs> more of themselves and not scared to do things anymore. It's like I want to take that risk or that challenge and and I find them very funny as well. So yeah. it, it all like I said, it's it's your own path. You get to choose. There there certainly are doom and gloom people out there that mm. expect the worst and they get the worst. But I find that if you 
change that narrative, if you expect to have, because it's like another thing is health span and lifespan. I don't want lifespan if I don't have health span. So health span is looking at how you age. If you're aging well, if you have um, a little bit of a jump in your step versus just being here. And for me, I don't want to be here if I'm hooked onto a machine. Um, and there's there's so many things we can do, which is why I love to educate and inform women. You do have other options. And sometimes it's not options. Sometimes it's a combination. So it's not this or that. Sure. It's a, let's have the best of both worlds and combine it all. Mm. I'm very much a big fan of the team approach when it comes to healthcare. There's no one practitioner out there that can do everything for everyone. It's it's about taking what serves you and leaving the rest. Oh, I love that so much. I literally was just having this conversation with my husband in the kitchen yesterday. I think it was. We were talking about longevity. It's like, I don't care about longevity if I don't have vitality. Right? So it's very similar. Yes. Like who the, He's an MD and he's just like, I've seen it go bad so often. It's like, you don't... You know, you want vitality, you know, how do we really cultivate that? And I, I just love, I love everything you just said too. And the sassiness, I think, is a part of the vitality, right? Of, oh, very much so. Of, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Awesome. Yeah. And I guess what I'd love to talk about a little bit with you, um, it sounds like a lot of women already are like, I, I'm choosing something different. They they seek you out because they're like, I'm, I want vitality. I want, I want to live full out. And do you see a thread of um, challenges that women come in with in terms of, um, I know there's like physical symptoms, but there's also many other aspects to this whole journey. Absolutely. And I just wanted to say, it doesn't matter where you are in the journey, you can always do something to change your health. Mm -hmm. And today's a new day. Like you get to make new choices every day. So you can choose what you decide to think about, what you decide to eat, how you decide to move your body. These are all mm -hmm. changes. They're like health is not a destination. You don't get there and you've arrived. It's a constant evolution, a constant tweaking and changing. Um, it's a journey. I love that. But that yeah. didn't answer your question. Your question no, was no, but about I love what? <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. Yeah. Your question was about what I, what I generally see now. I see women who are perimenopausal and I see women who are postmenopausal. So sometimes there's slightly different symptom pictures at different ends and no two women are the same. Right. I find that every woman goes through this transition slightly differently mm -hmm. and that these changes, these symptoms do also change and evolve over time. So it might be at one part of the transition you might struggle with heat and at another part of the transition, you might struggle with, with migraines. And I also need to put in there that some women don't struggle at all. Right. This is a normal and natural transition. Just like we went through puberty was a normal and natural transition. This mm -hmm. is the reverse. So there certainly are women that simply stop menstruating. That's probably the only common, the only it's not even a symptom. It's it's the only change right. that I see across the board is changes with menstruation. Yeah, yeah. But if we were to look at statistics, um, we used to look at the SWAN study, which had about 5,000 women in the study. 
these this year, Evernow um, produced a study which is looking at 100,000 women. And to my knowledge, this is the largest study looking at what symptoms women in the transition are experiencing. Mm-hmm. And at number one, they found fatigue. Mm-hmm. And I must say in my clinic, that is something that I also see a lot of. And when we're looking at a midlife woman, so I'm going to change that terminology too. I'm going to borrow a term from Juju Hook, who's an author, um, and she calls it prime time. And I really like that. So I'm going to borrow that from Juju. (laughs) So a prime time woman is generally sandwiched between potentially having teenage kids at home, potentially having aging parents that they're looking after. Maybe they're running a business. They've got so many different things, so many different stresses that even without the hormonal, (laughs) big time relationship changes. So even without the hormonal transition, you can see why you'd be fatigued. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Looking at it from that holistic approach, my my goodness, yeah, there's so much going on. Yeah, big changes. And I think quite often we're so good at taking care of everyone else and we're not so great at taking care of ourselves. 100%. When I went through, you know, my own journey, oh, yeah, it was a big wake-up call. I didn't realize how far I swung to that side of really not taking care of myself and swung the other way for a while just to really replenish myself and rejuvenate. And um, yeah, yeah. See, there are some benefits of the change and I don't think it's spoken about enough. And that is, it's a good chance to reassess your entire life. Oh, yeah. Which is why so many relationships struggle. But it's your reassessing everything, your work, Mm -hmm. your relationship, your living arrangements, everything. And ultimately, in vast majority of the cases, you change. You're like, I no longer tolerate, I no longer stand for this needs to stop now and now I need to start looking after me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also why we see that women just no longer do I tolerate and they start becoming themselves and they're more happy and cheekier and just moving forward more of themselves. Oh, I love it. And I'm sure you're familiar with this from the Taoist perspective, um, being called second spring. Oh, yes. it's considered to be like, um, you know, a spiritual and sexual rebirth. So sexuality as being a part of, you know, our vitality. And um, yeah, so I, I like that. I love that idea of like a rebirth of rejuvenation. And yeah, and that takes some carving out of time for yourself. And I'm sure that um, like the common sense of rest, maybe some exercise, gentle exercise, but I know you're an expert in nutrition. And I'm sure that comes into play very uniquely for each woman. But are there some kind of guidelines that um, you could share with the audience on um, what they might want to look for in terms of, say, minerals, things like that. Yeah, so we've we've diet. I guess if we're looking at it from a really broad perspective, we have macronutrients and micronutrients. So our macronutrients are things like proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. And so many of us have restricted different ones of these during our lifetime. Like I think if we think back, we were all here for the low-fat movement. We now know the low-fat movement wasn't in our best interest. There are good fats, there are bad fats. We need to have fats in our diet. Um, With proteins, proteins break down into essential and non-essential amino acids. 
essential means we must consume it. Our body can't manufacture it and we will be deficient without it. And amino acid deficiencies can produce diseases. So we need to have protein. And when we're looking at carbohydrates, there's also been a really huge low carbohydrate movement, but we need to look at what we're getting from our carbohydrates because this is also our source of a lot of um, vital nutrients. When we're looking at all our fruits and vegetables, that's where we're getting a lot of our vitamins and minerals from. So again, there's good and bad of all of these sources. It's about making sure you have all of it on your plate. That's Yeah, and simple things like water. Are you actually drinking enough water? And I add to that with water, something that I speak a lot about is the importance of electrolytes. Because if in your personal experience of the transition, you've experienced a lot of heat or a lot of sweating, so a lot of hot flushes or night sweats, when you're sweating, you're not just losing water, you're also sweating out your electrolytes. So I often find if if a woman has had a lot of sweats, then she's really depleted and we really need to top her electrolytes back up. And um, I generally recommend a lot of women just try, grab a clean electrolyte. And by that, I mean no sugar, Mm. no colors, no flavors, no preservatives. It's generally a concentrate that you add to water. And just doing one dose of electrolytes daily for seven days seeing how you feel at the end of it because Mm -hmm. I'm yet to meet a woman who hasn't noticed something. It can be that they've actually corrected their sweating cycle and that they're not feeling as hot or as sweaty anymore. Mm -hmm. can be that you have a little bit more energy. Maybe it's you can think clearer. Or how many women experience those really deep, painful cramps, Mm -hmm. those muscular cramps? Electrolytes are really good at helping to to ease some of those as well. Oh, it's a fantastic tip. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't As long normally... as it's clean. <laughs> <laughs> clean. That's the key word, right? So there are a lot of sugary products out there that, you know, you want to avoid. Best not to touch. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Oh, good. That is such a great reminder. And I like to do a lot of hot yoga as well. And just speaking more personally, I'm like, yes, I should definitely be, you know, taking a look at that and incorporating that. And saunas as well. Yeah. Like I, I do um, like infrared saunas. I think it's yeah. a really good way to detoxify if you can cope with it. So depending on where you are in the transition, you may or right, may not right, right. cope with that extra heat. Yeah. But anything hot, you really should take a dose of electrolytes beforehand. So ah. your Bikram yoga, your saunas, if you yeah. know you're going for a big hike or if yeah. you know you're going mountain biking or just anything that's going to um, – require a lot of effort. That is just such a great tip. And I think that's something that a lot of us are missing. I was just having a conversation with a girlfriend the other day about those horrible cramps that happen in the middle of the night. And, you know, people say, oh, you put, you know, bananas or something like that, but maybe it's an electrolyte thing as well. Yeah. Yes, it's more likely to be the salt and the electrolyte. Um, oh. Potassium is fabulous too. I love it. But when we're looking yeah. at those cramps, yeah. it can be magnesium. Uh It can be your potassium or your sodium. It could Mm -hmm. also be iron. So issues with iron can also cause them. It's more likely to be anemia, but you can also have issues with iron overload. Okay, gotcha. 
Well, I would love to unpack all of these and then we won't have time, but um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on magnesium. I saw on your website um, that you called it the master menopausal mineral. And I, I just started taking magnesium and I'm just, I really can feel the difference. It just feels, I don't know what I feel, but I feel better. <laughs> you know, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. So I guess we can start with talking about signs of magnesium deficiency, uh-huh. because if you recognize any of these symptoms in yourself, then that could be an indication that, yes, let's let's try some magnesium. But I also want to put it out there that all supplements come with cautions, interactions, um, and contraindications. So mm-hmm. magnesium doesn't have that many. So if you're not on any pharmaceuticals, your worst case scenario could be you could get diarrhea if you have too much. If you are on any pharmaceutical medications, just ask your pharmacist to check check that it's okay or ask your GP just to be on the safe side because I don't know your your history. I don't know your, your oh, medical yeah, sure, circumstances. Sure. But magnesium deficiency can cause headaches, eye twitches, uh, migraines, anxiety, poor stress response, muscle cramps, um, issues with um, heartbeat like angina, palpitations, those kind of things, um, constipation, insomnia issues. Uh, oh, I forgot a big one. There is magnesium deficiency can show in excessive sweating. Mm. So very much a, a key symptom for some women at this time of life. Oh, so interesting. But again, it's good to get that, um, I think, more private, customized view of what's happening, which is, yeah, yeah. a lot of what you're about. That's so good. But out um, of all of the supplements, magnesium's the one that I'm least <clears throat> concerned about. It yeah. is just across the board, across the world, really, um, mm-hmm. Most of us are deficient. Gotcha. Yeah. Beautiful. And what are your thoughts on um, calcium? <laughs> calcium. <laughs> is that a whole other episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we can go there. <laughs> okay. So we need all minerals, but some minerals are more likely to cause issues with supplementation than other minerals. And calcium is one of those that. I hesitate. And so many women are told, oh, if you want to look after your bone mass, you need to take calcium. Now, calcium on its own, just taking a calcium supplement, is I don't feel is really going to help your bones because there's so many other cofactors that are required. And when it's taken in isolation, it's, the risk of it doing damage is greater than the possibility that it is going to help. So I find if bones, if you want to help keep your bones strong, which is really important to do, I would start Mm -hmm. with weight-bearing exercise, first of all, but looking at a a supplement, if you're going to supplement that contains a whole spectrum of bone nutrients, so things like magnesium as well mm-hmm. as calcium, maybe some vitamin D, some vitamin K, some boron. There's a whole heap of nutrients that we need for bone mass. But if you're just looking for something to, to prevent, there's no osteopenia, there's no osteoporosis. And by the way, have you tested the amount of women that haven't tested their bone health that just go, oh, doctor hasn't suggested it. I'm sorry if you're a woman 
chances are you're going to have issues with bone health at some stage and prevention certainly is better than a cure where food sources of calcium tend to be my Mm go-to. And I absolutely love sesame seeds. Mm. So whether you sprinkle them over your salads, over your steamed veggies, chuck them in your smoothies, you can have like a tahini, which is like crushed sesame seeds. You can put that as salad dressing, um, put them in your protein balls. They're just so versatile. that I think when you're eating it as a food source, you're not really going to have the issues that you may do because food comes with the cofactors and the other nutrients. It's not just an isolated mineral. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Wow. And it seems like, I guess, maybe one more question on, (laughs) I guess, the, you know, the, the question of libido comes up a lot in my in my world in my conversations with my clients and um, um, and I, I I tend to view it as more of um, a very integrative thing, not just like the desire to have sex. It's just about how you're feeling, right? The passion, the cheekiness, the creativity, the just feeling good in your skin. Um, yeah, is there any? I know every woman is so unique, and it's so good to have a custom plan. But is there any um, kind of overarching advice, nutritional advice you might want to, or superfood that you would think is good. Um, So I would start with a conversation to see if we can unpack what's going on for her. So if it's pain that's causing the low libido, I'm certainly not going to push her to have sex. So we're going to say, hold on, let's let's address this pain. Right, right. Because intimacy should be magnificent. It, it shouldn't be you worried about whether this is going to hurt. Right. And if there's the fear of that, that in itself can reduce the libido and just hold you to tense a little bit more so that you're more likely. It's that expectation conversation again, isn't it? Yes. So we can look at, do you need a referral to a pelvic physiotherapist? You can just have a look to see if there's anything structurally going on that that you may need help with. If it's a lubrication issue, whether there's something that we can do nutritionally, um, we would certainly look at things like, um, there's so many different nutrients actually. So we'd start with your good oils, knowing Mm. that just as you would grease and oil your car, you need to grease and oil the body. Um, But some of the omegas come up that you might not be familiar with. We all seem to know about omega-3. But there's also, there's omega-3, 5, 7, 9, like there's, we have quite a few different ones. So um, I would be looking at um, omega-5 and we can look at that um, through food. So food sources, uh, we might look at things like, well, actually, I wouldn't eat sea buckthorn. But you can certainly go out there and and buy it as a supplement. I'd also be looking at pomegranate. I would be looking at vitamin E in particular Mm -hmm. and zinc. There's been some really interesting research in postmenopausal women on zinc helping to increase sexual satisfaction and lubrication. Wow. And it's been looked at both orally and topically. But before you run out and try it at home, yeah, <laughs> the, the topical one was a vaginal paste 
and it was just a pilot study. I have spoken to a compounding pharmacist. I was so excited by the pilot study. Yeah. I'm like, oh, can we, can we do something like this? Can we replicate awesome. it? And she just mm. said, look, zinc can be quite irritating and she's not quite sure what they used to actually stop that. So it's just yeah. nice to know there's a pilot study. It was mm-hmm. just prior, I think 2019, and they were planning on doing a double-blind placebo trial, which is the gold standard, sure. but I haven't seen it. So I think gotcha. the last couple of years have just um, delayed it. Yeah. But it's nice to know that there's other things like that out there. Yeah. Yeah. I know I compound. I use the compounding pharmacist to make up um, personalised Pesaries, I think you guys call them suppositories. Mm. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. And be using things like um, hyaluric acid, vitamin A, vitamin E, um, uh, possibly vitamin D. There's so many nutrients that we can use to help enhance the health of the mucous membranes mm-hmm. because ultimately it's the mucous membranes that produce the mucus or the lubrication. Sure. So if we can nourish them, then hopefully they can function better moving forward. Yeah. But also when it comes to um, libido, I guess this is where you come in. You talk about <laughs> relationships because it mm-hmm. might not be, maybe you need a better relationship with yourself. Yeah. It usually comes down to that self-love and really making time for pleasure, you know, just all kinds of pleasure, not just sensual yes. pleasure, just enjoying a cup of tea or a cup of coffee in the sunshine or going barefoot on the grass or, you know, just we talk about like microdosing pleasure throughout the day and how that can so be important. so supportive, right? Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's, as we mentioned before, it's what's missing. We're so yeah. busy taking care of everybody else just yeah. to have that moment to take care of yourself. And um, ultimately, I think you need to be responsible for your own happiness and and that comes down to sexual satisfaction as well but yeah. i'm also putting out there if it hurts stop yes yes seek yes. help <laughs> should feel good exactly wow well jen this has been incredible you gave us so many great tips so much good information i'll be sure to link all of the things in the show notes where people can find you and um you run like a clinic where you do private consults online right which is amazing and give so much freedom to, you know, global women all over the place that can, you know, contact you and take, you know, um, advantage of your service. I'll take advantage is the wrong way to say, but like to enjoy your services. <laughs> anyway. Well, there, there are so many wonders of telehealth. Um, yeah. Convenience. Yeah. You can be in your own home. Amazing. Um, looking at different yeah. time zones, like the, my middle of the day might be your evening. It might be perfect for you. You can work and then catch up with yeah, me. Yeah. Um, it's great. Well, thank you so much for making the time. And um, yeah, it's been incredible and um, really appreciate all your expertise. Well, it's been wonderful to catch up again. I think it's been a year since we've spoken last. So um, ladies, if you've enjoyed this conversation, Diane came on my podcast <laughs> about a year ago. So you might want to come back and uh, check out that conversation as well. Oh, thanks for mentioning that. That was really fun. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Jen. Well, thanks again for being here and we'll catch up again soon. Hopefully not 12 months. Hopefully before. Yes, we're going to make it (laughs) a lot more frequent for sure. All right. Take care.
Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you're resonating with what I'm sharing here on the show, I have a free offer that I think you're going to absolutely love. It's called Shakti Core Breathwork Journeys. This is a free membership. And when you sign up, you'll get instant access to a whole bunch of content on how to really use the power of your breath to get a deeper embodiment of your sacred feminine energy. So this is definitely a feminine spiritual practice. So I have a whole bunch of content for you. When you join, you can learn all about the breath and how I use it in my work to really support women in opening to more pleasure, right? Really um, coming into a space of being able to receive more pleasure, a deeper connection to sensuality, and um, how to really open and express more of your own unique beauty, your unique radiance, your light, and you get a deeper connection on how to use the breath to connect more deeply to your desires, your passion, and the full range of your emotional palette, and also your unique expression of love. So if that speaks to you, I would absolutely love to see you in there. I'm stoked to share the content with you, but even more than that, I'm really excited to guide you on live breathwork journeys, which will be happening twice a month in that space. So the link is in the show notes to sign up. I hope to see you there. And if you have a woman or women in your life that you know would benefit from what I'm sharing here on the show, please, sharing is caring. So pass it on. I would so appreciate that. All right. That's all for now. I'll catch you next time. Take care.